0: Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, October 6th. And for those of you who atoned for your sins, I hope you had an easy fast. And for those of you who did not atone yesterday, uh, you know, there's time for you. You don't have to do it on the Day of Atonement, actually. This is the program that tries to answer your financial questions if you do have something on your mind. If you are worried about markets ups and downs, if you're thinking about what's next in the entire student loan universe as the FAFSA form is available this week, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click on the contact us button. You write your question and then let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air marked as everything else. Now, right next to the contact us button, there's a new additional button. And that button is very easy. It's it's just a little quick take poll button. That take poll is exactly two questions. It probably will take you 15 seconds to take the poll. We ask you to, that, to do that because it's going to help us craft some new content for you guys. And we want to really make sure we do it with you in mind. So as always, you guide us. While you're poking around the website, don't forget to pre-order my new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Change your work change your wealth, change your life. Yep. You can pre-order the book and you're going to get a special invitation along with that pre-order. So go check it out. It's on the website on jillonmoney.com. Okay. So we are going to answer some questions today, things that you guys have written in about. This was so awesome because last week someone wrote in and basically said, I retired in 2019 and then she and her husband went off for like a couple of years. They traveled full time and then she's like, okay, we're done traveling now. We want to know whether we should buy a home. And according to the calculations, Nancy says that they can afford a mortgage of $1,500 or less. All right, that means the mortgage and taxes insurance and all that. Okay, so they've got equity in the home, but they didn't give us a lot of numbers. So I said, oh, please write us back. And you know what, Nancy, thank you so much because not only did you write back but you also sent us pictures and they had fantastic pictures. It's a great travel log. So it's amazing. Um, They went all over the country. Nancy says, talk about the go-go years. It's been fantastic. So many different experiences. It takes a lot of planning. Thank goodness for Google maps and the internet. And you have to love road trips and spending time together. Okay. So now she and her husband, they're in their sixties, late sixties. She's 66. He's 67. They've got income of about $97,000 and a lot of pension there's an annuity there's social security there's no debt they've got $180,000 that is liquid from the sale of their home so $40,000 is in cash on top of that $60,000 in a Roth IRA 160,000 in a traditional IRA and they've got $50,000 in an HSA Okay, so here's what Nancy writes. We're not using any of the investments and they need about $6,500 a month, which the pension and the fixed annuity and the social security cover. The only problem is that the annuity and the pension don't have an inflation adjustment, but Nancy's plan is she'll use the investments to make up the difference. Okay, so she says, I'm a big budgeter with every dollar. If we stop full-time travel, we could allocate approximately Twenty-two dollars to $2,600 a month for home expenses, which would be mortgage taxes, insurance, and utilities. So she had previously said $1,500. Now it's $2,200. Okay. We don't have an extravagant lifestyle. We're healthy. We would like a smaller home. And we want to buy one. We're going to wait till maybe next year or maybe 2024 and so she goes, when the time is right does it make sense to put down as little on a new home to make the budgeted principal interest and keep the rest in cash from the previous home sale liquid. So, oh and she also has 20 grand in I bonds, which is great. Okay. So, here's what I think, Nancy. I think that if you've given this some thought and you're looking around as long as you stay within that budget of, you know, twenty two hundred dollars a month, let's call it, or twenty twenty-two to twenty six hundred dollars, then you wanna put down as little as possible and stay liquid. If you came upon a great house right now, then maybe I would pull the trigger. But I might do so with an adjustable rate mortgage and know that you could refinance sometime in the future. I just think that you want to stay liquid. As you said, you don't have a ton of money in savings, but you've got a good cash flow. And the more money you have in savings, the better. So I think that we'd really have to see what is the price, what is the interest rate. And if you can stay within your, your budget, then go for it. It's good. You can, you can pull the trigger. Next question is from Karen, who loves the podcast. And she says, I have learned so much by listening. My husband and I have set aside savings to build a new home next year or maybe in the next two years. We will sell our current home. We're going to invest the proceeds along with $150,000 that we have in a savings account. That account is only earning 2% right now. And with the increased rates, we were wondering where you would recommend us parking that savings for at least 12 months. As we don't think we need to access the money until late next year or early 2024. I mean, don't go too crazy, right? But uh, maybe what you could do is you could go to uh, depositaccounts.com and there you might look at maybe a one year CD, 18 month, a two year CD, see if you can get a little more, shop around a little bit, and see how much better you could do. Again, I would not go crazy with this endeavor. I want you to make sure that that money is liquid. And as long as it is liquid and it's available to you, I don't really care if you go for a slightly longer CD, even if it means you have um, a fee to get out of it. But, you know, keep it simple. Nothing too crazy. Bill writes, You've helped me before. Thank you so much. I'm retired. I'm in the 12% tax rate. My adjusted gross income was $28,000 last year. If I were to convert $200,000 from my traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, does that push me to the 24% bracket? Or do I stay at 12%? Okay, so I'm presuming that you are single, Bill. And if you are single, Right now, if you have you know, $28,000, you're in the 12% bracket, you're right. But as soon as you convert that money, whatever you convert pushes you up into a, lo- a, a higher tax bracket, okay? So if you were single, the top bracket that you would be pushing, you converted this all at once, this 200000 you would actually find yourself in the 32% tax bracket. If you're married, it would be the 24%. Now, what i would suggest is that if you want to convert this money maybe you start doing this a little bit at a time and then you can maybe stay in the 12%. so again if you were married filing jointly the top of the 12% bracket this year is 83,550 if you're single it's 41,775. i would really try to keep doing this a little bit at a time that 12% bracket is just delicious. And uh, I'm not sure I want to go beyond it. So see if you can stay within. And if you have follow up questions, let us know. This question is from Karen, who writes, I've seen you many times on CBS, but lately been trying not to watch too much TV about the market. I know it's hard. My husband is having a hard time with the market doing badly. And he is at the point of taking out our money from our account and putting it into a CD. Our financial advisor suggested we wait it out and has shown us lots of reports and charts to prove that in the past how it does come back. But my husband is so, so worried. Like I said, he wants to take it all out and put in a three and a half percent CD for some period of time. We like our advisor. He can't stand to watch our money go away daily. Uh, He doesn't listen. Can you help with suggestions? Karen, I would love for you and your husband to join me on the air and talk about this. I just wrote about this um, recently because so many people are feeling freaked out, and you know it depends really what you own. Did you have too much risk in this account? If that's the case, then maybe your husband is sort of right, meaning that some of the money is uh, has too much risk. But if there's a way for us to look at this this situation from a broader perspective. I'm hopeful that we can convince him to stay invested for some period of time. Now, by the way, if you guys have pensions and Social Security and it's plenty of money for you just in terms of being able to weather the storm, then maybe it's not so bad if you reduce the risk. But it has so much to do with your specifics. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to give him a chance to just come on the air and vent. I promise. I'll hold his hand. I'll hold your hand. If any of you are feeling that way, we'd love to make sure that we can quell some of that anxiety. Jerry writes, if we want to quickly drive inflation lower, someone should tell consumers to stop spending by 10%. That is so true. For families who can afford to do so, um, maybe 50 million, according to Jerry's estimates, inflation could decrease in as little as 45 to 90 days. It's obvious. I haven't heard you mention the solution whenever you've been on TV. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen. Part of the solution is that everyone spends less money and then, um, yeah, that's the demand side. Unfortunately, that's just really difficult to convince people to do. (laughs) So yes, everyone stops spending money. It will help. But Jerry, we've got a a long road ahead of us if that's our solution because it's very difficult to do that. Okay, Jacqueline writes, I love the show. You've increased my financial literacy and confidence after my divorce. All right, okay. About a year and a half ago, I bought a home. I paid $845,000 in the Chicago suburbs. I was able to make a cash offer using a margin loan against my Schwab brokerage account. My financial advisors, whom I like and trust, recommended that I begin considering replacing the margin loan with a mortgage some time ago. I suppose I didn't see the urgency of this until about one month ago, and that's when interest rates started going through the roof, including the rate on my margin loan. Through my own contributions and the sale of some poorly performing bond funds, the margin loan is now down to $338,000, and I'm in the process of obtaining a mortgage for the balance. I've been approved for a 30-year fixed rate at 5.625%. I could take the cash value of my life insurance policies, which would net about $256,000, and bring the margin balance down to $82,000. Wow, this is interesting. Should I take the mortgage or cash out my insurance policies? My family members, this is important, gang. My family members will not be in need of the life insurance. My two children have significant trust funds and will also have significant inheritance from their father. Oh, ho, ho. Okay, my house has been appraised at just over a million dollars. I'm reluctant to come on the show because I know my spending is out of line. All right, don't worry. I mean, listen, I'm not judging you, okay? She goes on and says, I'm in the process of reining it in. I don't want to be lectured about it on the air. <laughs> she says she'd be lectured in private though. I'm not going to lecture you. Okay. So here's the deal. If your kids don't need the life insurance, then yeah, I'll tell you what, I would blow out of that. Now, one thing to remember, those life insurance policies, when you cash them in could cause a tax event, but if they don't need the policies and you don't need the cash from them, yeah, why not? Why not? I'm surprised that your brokers didn't tell you to do this themselves because it's going to be a lot cheaper for you to do this so I'm kind of in your camp which is I would use the cash value of your insurance policies I mean you've learned a painful lesson but you know if this gets you to sit up and pay attention to what you're spending and pay a little bit more attention to what's going on in the rest of your account and what's what's happening and you get control of this and it wouldn't be so horrible for you. Let's just make sure you understand what the tax liability will be. That to me is very important in your situation. Okay. All right. That's it. That's the program. Another fine bit of financial planning and investment advice and overall fun time in the can. Yep, it's Jill on Money and all of our content lives on our website. It's JillonMoney If you'd like to get in touch with us, all you need to do is click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Now, tomorrow morning there will be a jobs report. It's expected that there will be I'm going to just throw out a range, 225 to 275,000 new jobs. The unemployment rate is supposed to stick near this 3.7% or so. It's pretty close to uh, major league lows, 50 year lows or so. But if the results come in very different, I promise I'll update you on it, but that's going to be the big news of your Friday. So that's your look ahead. The most important thing that we can do for you is help you manage whatever's going on in your financial life. So if you've got a question, just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. Try to lift someone up today. Grit, Growth, Grace, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.